Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Welcome back, everyone, to the 132nd episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. I'm Colleen O'Grady, the host of the show. I have a great group of moms who've signed up for my Power Your Parenting program that starts today, September 27th. I have literally room for one more mom. Having offered this program for eight years, what I found is the mom who has been on the fence about being part of the program but signs up at the last minute is the mom who really needed this program the most and will see the biggest transformation of her life and her relationship with her teen. If that's you, just reach out to me. Email me at colleen at dialdownthedrama.com, two L's and two E's. And tell me why you need this program, and I'll send you info about the program and a link for how to sign up, and I'll get you started right away. Today's episode is about teens and embarrassment. A while ago, I was visiting with Paige, a 15-year-old girl, after school. I asked her to tell me about her week, and she said, well, my mom and I got in a big fight on Saturday. So what happened, I asked. Well, my mom offered to take me shopping. I'd been complaining that I didn't have any cute clothes, and I was excited because she agreed to take me to Urban Outfitters, which is one of my favorite places to shop. So my mom was with me when I was looking at jeans, and then I saw this huge group of junior and seniors walk into the store, and immediately I felt really anxious. They were the popular kids, and they were not the nicest. They probably don't know who I am, but I definitely know who they are. I didn't want them to see me with my mom. So I told my mom to go to the car, and I would get her when the teens left. She got irritated with me and said, What, you don't want to be seen with your mom? Who are those teens anyway? What's wrong with me? Why are you embarrassed to be seen with me? The more my mom talked, the more I panicked. I thought I was going to faint. I told her, never mind, let's just leave. I walked out of the store quickly, and when I got in the car with my mom, she started grilling me with more questions. I was so anxious that I couldn't think, and then I got angry with her, and I don't even know what I said. Well, what happened then, I asked. She got so mad at me and said, I don't know why you're so embarrassed of me. I was doing something nice for you, and then you tell me to get out of the store, and then you yelled at me? Well, you're grounded. Oh, goodness, I can see this from a teen's perspective, and I can definitely see it from a mom's perspective. I remember being embarrassed of my mom when I was a teen, and I remember when I was a mom, my daughter being embarrassed to be seen with me. 
Moms, it's easy to forget. Were you ever embarrassed to be seen with your mom when you were a teen? Do you remember any embarrassing stories when you were a teen? I know I have plenty. I love to tell stories, and it's always fun to tell your most embarrassing moment stories when you are reminiscing and looking back at it. It's never fun experiencing embarrassment in the present moment. It's humiliating, and it can be mortifying. Now, what mom hasn't had some embarrassing story around their period? I had my first period when I was in Destin, Florida on a family vacation. I started my period in the Pacific Ocean. When I walked up onto the beach, blood was running down my legs, and I was completely freaked out. And then my dad, who was a jokester, said, It's a good thing that the sharks didn't get you. Well, let's just say I was even more horrified. Several years later, I remember going on a family vacation when I was a junior in high school. We went to Yellowstone National Park, Glacier National Park, and Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I saw so many good-looking mountainy guys, and I was embarrassed to be seen with my parents. Now, of course, not one of those good-looking guys even knew I existed, but I still felt embarrassed. So I would try to walk really slowly far behind my parents wherever we went. Well, maybe it was cosmic justice, but I was about to be really embarrassed. My family went to this playhouse where there was singing and entertainment. There were about a couple hundred people in the audience. And at one part of the show, a man in a black cape and top hat ran up and down the aisle between the audience with a spotlight on him. And he said, the next person I pick will get to sing a solo on stage. Well, first of all, I was embarrassed to be sitting with my parents, even though I didn't know anyone in the room. But as he was running down the aisle, I sunk down into my seat, trying my best to be invisible. There was this big drum roll, and then he stopped. And to my utter horror, the spotlight was on me. He grabbed my hand and pulled me up onto the stage. Besides being a junior in high school and never wanting to be in the spotlight, I was very reserved and shy. Now I am literally in the spotlight. Everyone was laughing in the audience, and then this guy asked me what song I was going to sing. I completely froze. I couldn't remember any song ever. And then he said, if you can't remember any song, then you're going to sing Five Foot Two, Eyes of Blue. The piano music started playing, and the key he had me singing in was way too high for me. Right when I tried to sing, the curtain went up, and there was a man behind me imitating me, making the audience laugh even more at me, and I could barely sing a note. I squeaked out a few words and felt like I could faint. Somehow, I got through the song. I went back to my seat with my head hung down and everyone looking at me. My parents could tell I was humiliated and tried to cheer me up and said, well, no one will recognize you. But within the next 15 minutes, a couple of people stopped me as I was walking down the street and said, hey, weren't you that girl on stage? Decades later, that makes for a great story. But in that moment, I was so humiliated. Teens are especially vulnerable to embarrassment, and it can be a very humiliating experience and can affect teens in a negative way. And we're going to look at why that is. But let's back up. You may be thinking, why would my teen be embarrassed of me? 
I'm attractive in shape. I'm a fashion icon. I'm a CEO and have the respect of all my employees. I'm successful. I'm famous. I have a half a million Instagram followers. It doesn't matter how cool you are. Your teen will be embarrassed to be seen with you if she's around her peers. She can relax and be seen with you if she is with her tribe and her tribe knows you. But in the case of Paige, well, her reaction is completely normal. So mom, you haven't done anything wrong if your daughter doesn't want to be seen with you around other teens. You can do everything right and she will feel that way. But there are definitely things you can do to make it worse, like yelling at them in front of their friends or in public, wanting to be affectionate with your teen in public or around her friends. If he or she volunteers to be affectionate, well, that's great. But if you're dropping your teen off in front of school and you say, give me a hug before you leave, that will make things worse. If her friends come over and your husband's really loud, tries to be funny, or draws attention to himself around her friends, that will make things worse. If you try to be cool, tell stories of how cool you were in high school, wear things that only a teenager should wear, your teen will be embarrassed and not think you are cool. It will make things worse if you're out in public and you don't care about how you look. Your hair isn't brushed and the clothes you're wearing would be rejected at a secondhand store. Well, that would be even more embarrassing. You'll make things worse if you grill your son or daughter's friends or girlfriends or boyfriends, and that will be even more embarrassing. I don't like this any better than you. I hate the thought that I was an embarrassment to my teen. I think I'm a pretty cool mom. And there were times I'd catch myself sharing things with my daughter in hopes that she would say, Wow, Mom, you are incredible. You are the coolest. (sighs) Well, that's a nice thought, but it's not going to happen when she's in the teen culture. But this doesn't mean that she doesn't love me and respect me because she does. And every once in a while, I do get to see how much she, she really respects me. But she will never think I'm cool. Why? Because I'm her mom. And that's really fine. This embarrassment thing really does get better. My daughter is 25 right now, and she's way more chill and doesn't mind being seen with me. So why are teens so vulnerable to embarrassment, and what is that really? Well, the American Psychological Association states, Embarrassment is what's known as a self-conscious emotion, While basic emotions such as anger, surprise, or fear tend to happen automatically without much cognitive processing, the self-conscious emotions, including shame, guilt, and pride, are more complex. They require self-reflection and self-evaluation. Okay, what does that mean? See, if you do something that's awkward and you're by yourself, you're not going to be embarrassed because no one else knows about it. Embarrassment happens within a social context. So embarrassment is being self-conscious in a social context. So when teens get embarrassed, they are self-conscious around their peers. This self-consciousness makes them evaluate themselves through the eyes of their peers. So if they feel they stand out, are called out, or fall short of social norms, they will fear being exposed, ridiculed, made fun of, and rejected from their group. Embarrassment is a highly individual experience 
and is intensified by the fear that everyone is watching and judging, when most of the time, almost no one will even notice. Embarrassment can have a huge negative impact on a teen's thoughts or behavior. Like in the case of Paige, she experienced significant anxiety and was having a panic attack. And in this case, it's nothing that her mom did. Her mom was doing something really nice and generous and deserved gratitude. It's not about the mom at all. In other words, it wasn't personal. It was about upper-class teens who could ridicule Paige or judge her because she was with her mom. Paige loved her mom, but she feared being rejected or mocked by these teens. That's what is at the heart of her embarrassment. Teens are especially vulnerable to embarrassment because they are less dependent on parents and care more about finding a place to belong with their peers. They need to have their tribe of friends where they know they fit in and are accepted. This feels like survival, not a nice-to-have. This passage from childhood to adulthood, i.e. the teenage years, are far from perfection. They are awkward and clumsy. There are a lot of firsts, like the first period, the first date, the first kiss. And that's why if your teen's hair doesn't look a certain way, she will stare at herself in the mirror for hours. Or if her clothes make her look too fat or too thin, if the skirt is not short enough, if she doesn't have the right shoes... She doesn't want to be embarrassed, meaning she doesn't want to feel like she doesn't fit into the adolescent norm. Dr. Carl Pickard, in his article, Why So Sensitive? Adolescence and Embarrassment in Psychology Today, said, How can a teen be embarrassed? Consider what peers might publicly say. Ignorance. You don't know that? Incompetence. You can't do that? Inappropriateness. You don't know better? Inexperience. You've never done that? Performance. Is that the best you can do? Immaturity. You haven't done that yet? Unattractiveness. You're wearing that? Identity. You want to be like that? Taste. You enjoy that? Belief. You think that? Conduct. You did that? So here's what I think. At the heart of all of this is judgment. Teens feel that they are being made fun of. They feel like they don't fit in. They feel like there is something wrong with them, that they feel like an outsider. They feel like they are all alone. Yes, embarrassment can significantly impact teens emotionally. It impacts their self-esteem. It can lead to anxiety, especially social anxiety. It can lead to depression and panic attacks. Feeling alone and having nowhere to fit in makes teens at risk for suicide. Okay, you might think I'm being dramatic. Well, this goes back to embarrassment is highly individualized. If a teen has a secure friend group and is extremely extroverted with a good self-esteem, embarrassment may be something that they can laugh at. It's way easier to laugh at yourself when you know you belong to a group. But for the teens that are more sensitive or more introverted and have been teased by other kids, they are more at risk because there's more at stake. These are the kids that will start to experience social anxiety and would rather do everything on their screens and not leave their room. Again, if they are by themselves, they can avoid being embarrassed. 
these more vulnerable teens worry about who will talk to them in class and where to sit in lunch. This not wanting to be embarrassed can keep them from raising their hand in class when they have a question or don't know the answer. This will keep them from trying out for tennis or joining clubs. In other words, they will avoid all stressful social situations that would make them feel uncomfortable because of the risk of being embarrassed by the boys or by the girls or by that group or by the seniors. Unfortunately, teens intentionally embarrass other teens. They call this teasing. The quote mean girls may say, what's wrong with you? It's just a joke. But this teasing is bullying. And bullying is a form of entertainment for some teens. They look through pictures and make fun of classmates. They say, look at her hair. Look at what she's wearing. Look at how much she weighs. So for the popular teens, embarrassment is a momentary feeling of being uncomfortable. And then they can turn it into a joke. But for the more vulnerable teen, embarrassment quickly goes into shame because they believe that there really is something wrong with them and their reputation has been ruined and they will be completely rejected. So there is a whole continuum when we're talking about embarrassment and how that impacts your teen. So how can moms help their teens move through their embarrassment? The first thing that will help is having more empathy and understanding towards your teen when they are embarrassed. Now you know why they feel so vulnerable and exposed. Give them grace when they freak out when they see their friends and you're with them. Remember what it was like when you were a teen. Think of those times that you put yourself out there and risked embarrassment by speaking on stage, where you stepped out of your comfort zone and you didn't know how others would receive you. Remember that feeling? Sometimes the most angry and defiant teen are armoring up because they don't want to be embarrassed or humiliated in front of their peers. And they may say something like, I'm not going to that effing homecoming. Those people suck. Again, mom, that is armor. The second thing that will help is don't take it personally. Revisiting the situation with Paige and her mom If her mom understood that this was a really anxious situation for Paige, she could have just gone to another shop for a while or caught up on her texts and emails. Because when that group of teens left the store, Paige's anxiety would go down and then she'd be back to her normal self. And mom and Paige could have had a nice day together. You know, I think being 15 is a hard age because... You're not old enough to drive, and a lot of your friends are driving and doing things without their parents, which was the situation with Paige and her mom. If you're out to dinner with your teen or out shopping and they see other teens and get embarrassed, don't ask her why she's so upset at that moment. She needs time to calm down, and after she calms down, then later you can have a conversation about it. The third thing that will help is don't minimize her embarrassment or tell your teen to get over it. Hopefully by now you can see that embarrassment can have a huge impact on a lot of teens. Telling him or her that that's not a big deal or telling them to get over it makes them feel like you don't understand them, that you don't get it, and you don't care. It makes them feel even more alone. Plus, that's not how they're going to move through their embarrassment. The fourth thing that will help is to be mindful about what you spotlight. 
you don't want to expose your teen's vulnerabilities through teasing, like, how many hours does it take to put on makeup? How long are you going to stand in front of that mirror? How many pimples can be on one person's face? Look who's nervous about their first date. Look, you're blushing. Look, you're embarrassed. And you definitely want to avoid all sarcasm like, how much weight are you trying to gain by eating that whole bag of Oreos? You think you'll get a boyfriend by showing your cleavage? Who's going to want to date you when you never take showers? You're disgusting. The fifth thing that will help is to create a safe place for you and your teen to talk about embarrassment. This can only happen when you and your teen are calm. It's never the right time when your teen is embarrassed. See, moms, we only see the tip of the iceberg. We see our teens come home, slam the front door, slam the door of their room, or we pick our teens up from school and they won't talk to us. In these situations, what typically happens is that we get mad at our kids, like, why won't you talk to me? You can't come in here and just slam the door. If you keep doing that, you're going to be grounded. The problem, again, is that you're reacting to the tip of the iceberg. Let your teen have some space to calm down. Often when they barge into the house like that, it's because they have experienced some kind of humiliation or teasing and have felt exposed and embarrassed. When you give them some space, you give them some time to figure out even what they're feeling and make sense of what happened that day. If you ask too soon, they really have no idea why it bothered them so much. Paige's mom could have waited a while and then said, Paige, when those kids came into the store, it seemed like you got really stressed out. Can you tell me about that? The more open-ended your questions are at this point, the better it is because your teen won't feel like you're grilling them. For the son who slammed the door, you can wait till he calms down and makes his way down to the kitchen. And then you can say, looks like you had a tough day. Was it football practice? If he's not ready to talk about it, he'll let you know. What you want is to be able to accept your teen and their vulnerability. Like, you know, that does sound like it would be embarrassing. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. And if your daughter continues and says something a little dramatic, like, now no one will hang out with me this weekend, you can help her see that her trusted friends will be there for her. In other words, get her out of those all-or-nothing feelings. I had a client who was a 17-year-old girl who was extremely shy. And the very first party that she went to by herself She drank too much alcohol and passed out and fell on the floor, and her mom had to pick her up. She was so embarrassed because this was in front of all her friends and people she didn't even know, and this was a huge risk for her to even go to this party. And you can imagine she was so embarrassed she didn't even want to go to school the next day. So I was able to talk her through that and told her, you know, You're probably not the first girl who drank too much alcohol and passed out. And I coached her how to make light of the situation. Well, she was able to go back to school and and a few girls gave her some big smiles. But mostly they had moved on to the next thing. Because to that teen, they feel like the entire school will be talking about them forever. 
and you and I know that's not true. If your teen seems to be avoiding social situations, instead of saying, you're going, ask them what they're concerned about, what they're afraid of, what they're worried about. Let them have a space to talk about it. Like, so why did you want to go to swimming practice? Is it the kids on the team? Do you know any of them? Or do you, who are your friends on the team? And see if you can get them talking about what they're concerned about or what they're worried about. And then you can just give them some practical advice about how to face their fear or how to move through it, how to move through that fear of embarrassment. The sixth thing that will help is being proactive by getting your team connected to her tribe. If that's a dance team, football, volleyball, soccer, math club, computer club, or Dungeons and Dragons, theater, or anime, or it could be a youth group. Your teen needs a place to belong. Another way to be productive is to be a thoughtful encourager. Instead of teasing and sarcasm, praise their effort and praise their process. Like, you made so much progress in soccer, you've really worked hard at that. Think of where you were when you first started. Or, you're really creative. Or, you're so encouraging to your friends, no matter they come to you for advice. Or, you're really gifted in painting. I'd love to see what you create. Or, I love your sense of humor. You can be proactive by sharing stories when you were in high school and embarrassed, and how you got through it, and how it didn't ruin your life forever or your reputation, that you didn't have to be friends with everyone, and share how you learned to not let people get to you, and how you learned to laugh at yourself. This concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. If this podcast has been helpful, I would absolutely love it if you could go to Apple Podcasts and give Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast a five-star review. This makes it easier for other moms like you to find the support and encouragement they need. Also, my best-selling and award-winning book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict, Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, A Guide for Mothers Everywhere. You can find that and order it online at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And you can always find other great resources and contact me at ColleenOGrady.com, two L's and two E's. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.